everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today we have the pleasure of covering Friday the 13th, part three, with our besties from Girl That's Scary, Jackson Cat. Welcome back. We love y'all. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all for joining us for this song that never ends. We started. Um, As y'all know, on First Street, we do a Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. So we're doing that because that's math. Um, it's January. This is what happened. And so <laughs> this third one is definitely up in the queue. So we watched it. We sure did. <laughs> um, but before we get into the joy that is part of three of this franchise, we're going to get caught up with Jazz and Cat and see what's going on on their corner of Fierce. Number one, how's the pod? What y'all got going up on in Girl That's Scary? Ooh, child. We're having well, a good time. We're living life. Yeah. And if <laughs> this is January, we're covering pretty much a lot of new stuff because mm-hmm. I feel like we have not been covering like all the brand new movies that's been coming out. Everybody's like, oh, brand new movies. I'm like, mm, we'll wait on it. So we got some of the, the new movies, them 2022 movies. And mm-hmm. people are like, that's not new. It's 2023. Mind your business. Okay. <laughs> Who knows what it's year new. it is anyways. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. But yeah, we're doing that. Black History Month on the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm already plotting on BlurCon just as a human. I don't even know about nothing else. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Oh, and we're talking about some of our faves with some of our faves or starting a trend. Well, trend. Fuck about doing. But it <laughs> <laughs> started on like regular schedule stuff of like, you know, talking to our faves. So I'm just really excited. Love it. Love it. It is. So make sure y'all take a listen and rate and review, girl. That's scary. Um, go ahead and plug the socials for the the uh, I should say chart topping podcast now. Correct? Did I see that today? Yesterday, they we on the charts. We on the charts. Um, I don't know about on the top, but we on the charts. I I mean, okay. Top. I see the pictures. I looked. I was like. <laughs> but yeah, let them know where to follow y'all at. At Girl That's Scary, Instagram and the Twitter. Boop, boop. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to break it down and see. So, Jazz, what you watching? What you been watching? Oh, everything that came out in 2022. Uh, it's been exhausting and it's been very white. Uh, I just watched Alone with You and i am still trying to figure out what i watched uh and why everyone's giving it four stars it's not a bad movie it's just i'm not sure and then i also kind of knew what it was within the first like 25 or to, once i i'm not going to spoil but once a certain situation becomes real i'm like this is the situation this character is in and then that reveals itself so i'm like so what was special? I'm just, I don't know. I'm not trying to, you know, drag on that movie or anything, but I've just been trying to catch up by watching all these movies just because that's 2022. I've been mm. running into a lot of art house, lots of hour-long metaphors, and y'all know how I feel about that. So, <laughs> it's been um, just watching movies that came out this year. Awesome. Do you have any favorites from 2022? Terrified 2. Uh, Terrified mm. 2. 
and yes, it, yes, it's too long. It is too long. But there are so many scenes that are just quite enjoyable. I really enjoyed Nope. I enjoyed Prey. Orphan First Kill was a good time. I liked Pearl. I don't think it was groundbreaking, but I liked Pearl. Scream. I'm a Scream fan. All Scream movies are good. I don't care what anyone has to say about that. So Barbarian as well. Boop, boop. Awesome. Kat, what you been watching? I have been playing catch up um, because y'all know that life is whooped by ass. So what time do I have to do the things outside of the things that are on paper? So I'm actually having a good time at the time of his recording this, like catching up on everything and trying to check in on things, mm-hmm. um, especially those 2022 releases. I'm only seeing like a handful of those because, you know, y'all know I don't I don't go to the theater. I did go outside to see Terrifier 2, but I ain't been outside since unless it's work. So. It's a dub. Um, but I did see Barbarian. That was a film. I yeah, that would that we're gonna all talk about it. That's that's all I gotta <laughs> say because couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, but we already know how that goes. I'm catching up on all the stuff. I totally just remembered that Fresh came out this year mm-hmm. and that was also a film of couldn't be me. I also recognize like while we're talking about this, cannibalism seems to be creeping back into everybody's like brains like you know how there's always like a wave of shit like it was like zombies and then you know slappers coming slashers coming through and stomping through um but cannibalism is definitely it's making its way back um <laughs> and i'm i'm scared i'm nervous <laughs> i think people are feeling a little too get it might give you into this trend too much so i don't know right no for sure so do you have any tops from 2022 terrifier too is definitely gonna be my top because um for now for now, at the time, right. we're just talking about this, but we're going to catch back up because, you know, I'm going to see some more shit. But That's Terrified true. 2, only because it's Art the Clown doing literally the absolute most. I, too, agree that the film was a little too long, but also, like, in that, i still here. Like, I, I left the movie feeling like, okay, cool. Are y'all throwing a third one at me? Because I have a handful of questions and I need a handful of answers. Awesome. Cool, cool. All right, y'all. Well... That's all the questions. Oh, wait. Plug your guys' uh, socials before we get into this masterpiece <laughs> movie. Um, I am Danny the Kid on all the things, I think. Mm-hmm. I am at Smoking Aces, and that I is a one. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, here we go, y'all. Friday the 13th, part three, 3D. Part Trace. <laughs> uh, Jazz or Kat, which one are your, what's one of your first thoughts? Man, listen. I Okay. I Everybody knows that I love Jason Voorhees, right? But his movies are mid. That's just what it is. I, the, wildly enough, one of the best Jason movies is Freddy versus Jason. And that's saying a lot. The, the <laughs> movies are... You're here for the kills. You throw it on mm. on the background. You're not here for great acting or plots. And there's an acting scene in this movie that is so egregiously bad that I was oh. just like, I, I'm not a trained actor. I can't act, but I feel like I could have got up there not even reading the script and reacted a little bit more realistically than this because this is really out of control. It's just, it's a standard fair slasher. And really the only iconic thing about this movie is the mask. That's it. Hands down. I I really do think that this is the first movie where they really were like, we don't really care. Because the first one, she was a bit messy, but we got what we needed from her. And the second one, it was like, this is actually a slasher in the 80s and Jason's here. And in this one, they were like, we really do just want crash grabs right now. And we were like, 
how dare you? But I'll see you for your next eight movies. And <laughs> so like, <laughs> who well, do we blame? <laughs> I blame, for me, and I, I should have had the IMD already pulled up for this, but for me, the acting is bad. Jazz, mm-hmm. 100%, you were right. But the writing in this film is so bad. They don't give any character any characterization. There is nothing memorable about, about anyone on this st- on this screen. Even the deaths aren't that cool in this one. Like honestly, that most of them happen off screen. This bitch, they made up a backstory for for whomst because like I still didn't care. I was like, "Ooh, you going to Camp Crystal Lake? So you gonna die? You could just said that. You had to be on like I got trauma you didn't see on screen. Nobody right. cared. Nobody cared, Chris. Like, <laughs> you telling this story because your mama slapped you, girl. Don't nobody give a fuck. <laughs> we got real problems out here for adults. I'm gonna need you to come back later, like when Jason's right. not cutting us. You well, can talk about that. And I, and I will say this: I think the writing is atrocious. I think the acting is bad. And I, the the one thing I can say is that I think that the actor that played Shelly, let me get a name really quick. I don't know who she is. It don't even matter to me. It's the but, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the, the guy with the curly hair. Remember? Yeah, he yeah. like he he. It was too much. Oh. Too much. But he was trying to take a bad script and give you something memorable or something fun. It just didn't work. And also, how old is this love interest? He looks at least in his 40s. Like, none of these people look young, let's be real. But, like, and the entrance with a with an assault. And I'm just, like, and his whole, like, why won't you have sex with me? I... Mm-mm. This movie came in with problems. Uh, she, she with a couple. Uh, she was also, like, already... She was already the negative for me because I don't like what movies are like. Here's the last 30 minutes of the movie before. And I'm like, I seen that. If I needed to see it, why don't you give me your movie? And they're like, no. So I'm watching Guinea fight Jason, and I'm like, we just did this. What? <laughs> we literally just did this. You've changed nothing. You might have like changed the sound cue. I don't know. Um, like, start your movie. One hundred percent. Like it. It reads like previously on, except if this were the same time equivalent of a TV show, like I, it would be like. The first twenty minutes of the episode would be the fir- the last time on, and then you get twenty or thirty minutes of new material. And yeah, I hate that. And this one, the second one, did that too in a way. It kept it going a little bit further. It gave you a little more after that. And but this one, no, it is just verbatim. Here's what yeah. happened in part. She two. had to go to hell to get away from that trend of starting with the last movie. <laughs> um, I just think this is a lot. <laughs> I almost saw these dream sequences and shit. Like, I, I, why they always got somebody popping up out the water, but then they never really Wonderful. there. It's always some. I'm like, y'all needed five more minutes of runtime, so you just threw this in here to make believe. Yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest, I felt that way in movie one when the, when little Jason popped out the water. I said, "Oh, so y'all just keep throwing shit at us? Like, it's all good. I, you know what? It's all right. It's all right." This movie, MIB Reminder Racing, um, I literally think of it as from sack to hockey mask. And then everything yes! else is just like colorful shit in between. Um, and I can tell, like, you know, going upon further review, like, I definitely, I've like read up some stuff, and apparently, like, they originally wanted um, Old Girl that played Jenny to come back, 
but she didn't come back. So it feels like knowing that information, it feels that way when you look at it. Like, hey, let me give you this pre this prequel clip clip real quick so you can catch up just in case you you fell asleep. Um, and then immediately we're talking about something totally different. Like this person's never really brought up ever, if if ever again. Like this shit never mm-hmm. happened, but for some reason we going back to Crystal Lake. Y'all finna die. Get these yo-yos out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Because this one is such the middle child, I always forget that like the girl who's playing Chris wasn't a Jenny recast. And I'm like, we get it, you was here. She's like, no, this is my trauma. I'm like, oh, you're boring. You're not who we were last time. Because this is such the middle child. It's it's such that she's not good, but she's not as bad as it's gonna get. But also, I don't know what happens to her until I hit play. And I'm like, oh, you was 3D. Right. That's you. Chris like- is such, yeah, there's, Chris is such mid tier. Like she's mid. Just. She's that, that word is just the perfect example of Chris. I think of Chris and I'm like, mid, meh. Chris is me at a customer service job after I know I'm going to quit, but I've not communicated that. Like, that's what she's giving. What? <laughs> the bare fucking minimum. The bare minimum. It's yes. like, I'm going to turn the lights on, but that's it. What? <laughs> yes, girl, give us nothing. Ooh. Oh, and, and I think especially after what we got with Jenny, because Jenny's actually a fairly good final girl. Like, I had my issues with the franchise in general. But, like, Jenny, okay. She would be top tier of this franchise for me in, in the final girl category. In this franchise, down. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying in general. We're going to fight. Like, in this no. franchise, yeah. Let her have it. Give her the crown. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, ooh, Yeah. Well, I think that that is, and I've said this multiple times. That is my problem with Friday the Thirteenth. The franchises they get, they don't give us memorable characters. They give us memorable death, memorable deaths, which is fun. But I want a memorable death on a character that I love. We we all have a spot for Jason. We all have a spot for Kevin Crystal Lake. But like Jazz is saying, we know we are not coming to see art when we see these movies. Uh, it it reminds me, I don't know if it was, was it was Grey's Anatomy. I watched a lot of medical dramas as a kid because I was that kid. And like one of them, like the surgeons and like the general practitioners, they were always like pissing at each other. And like the surgeons were like, we do highly skilled things and you are just kind of like wrecking balls. You're throwing band-aids on people and things downstairs. You don't understand art, you bitches. And that's what it feels like when I look at other franchises, I look at Jason, (laughs) you know, he's doing what he can in the ER, but like, you don't want him to operate on you. You don't want him cutting your scalp open. You're like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Is he the first barber (laughs) <laughs> he, is. he is he's the one that's like oh that shit's broken he doesn't go inside what <laughs> I will say at least there was a fun song during the opening I was like bopping along to this little ditty the head it's very 80s but it was fun Nah. Very okay. funky, actually. Can we get into this travel situation that these youth have going on? Okay. And there's a pregnant woman in the front of the car and they chief in, in the back. And okay, so who else lost it, if anyone? <laughs> when they started consuming the cannabis. It's the best part of the movie. It's the best part, hands down. I because she needed us to know she was pregnant. I was like, why are you taking a pregnant woman to camp with you? And like the Scooby-Mobile. She can't solve the mysteries <laughs> with y'all. What? <laughs> she, also, she's catching the contact. Like y'all are smoking while she's in y'all hot box in the car. Also, y'all are white. If you don't put that weed away and tuck it behind your back real fast, 
and see what's going to happen. Like, girl, you are not going to jail. Shut up. Mouth is dry like a cinnamon challenge. Just it's just a bunch of shit in there. I'm just like, you wasting the gas, please. This Reggie, excuse me. Let me look at the year. <laughs> it's definitely it, Reggie. Man. They were smoking that shit. They was they didn't even know that they were smoking weed. They was like, oh, the car's on fire. If you could smell that gas the way it was coming out that car, I know it's a ridge. Girl, this is crazy. You ain't Ooh. smoking parsley. That's right. a Halloween '78 weed <laughs> at oregano. You got the window, and your sheriff father don't know anything happened. Look, yes. come on now. I'm like, I know it's thinking it. He just like, what's up, baby? Like, when you going later? You going home for some dinner? <laughs> I'm like, star, you you fucking lying. Get out of my face. <laughs> but yeah, no, that honestly, that is the only part of this movie I was like, this is really fun. And they're eating this pot, and then the cop is like. Keeps driving, <laughs> goes around them, and <laughs> like that whole van sequence was a moment because it was like how to introduce everybody without introducing everybody. Here's your oddball. Here's your brain. Like is this the Breakfast Club? And they were like, and here's some pot. And I'm like, so it's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> like we wish. <laughs> Pretty much. And oh. can we talk about the couple at the gas station because or the market or why are they in this movie? What what purpose do they serve other than they keep a rabbit in their produce, which unsanitary? And number two is just to add to the body count. I just Yeah. That was it. Yes. And they're gonna get good deaths. She gets a ne- a, a needle or a whatever they're called. I don't know. A sewing needle yeah. or a knitting needle through her mm-hmm. head. And I don't even know what happens to the dude. Axe it was a- to the chest, I think. Or oh, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. He catch an axe. It was kind of, wasn't that really kind of sort of off screen for real? Like we saw mm-hmm. that, like him just go boom, like the body hit the ground, but we didn't really, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was disappointed. It, it was a 10 minute side quest for no reason. It <laughs> felt like they thought... <laughs> It felt like they thought they were doing what they do in Halloween where Michael Myers like running through the neighborhoods looking for like turkey knives and cutting people's husbands open. But they were like, we ain't got that kind of skill. Because again, we is not the surgeons. <laughs> so they were just like, here's some randos. And she was like, I'm going to yell at you about stuff nobody cares about and walk around in a bathrobe. And I'm like, live your truth. But like, can we get back to the movie? And <laughs> we did. And we got what I deserve for asking about back to the movie. Um, <laughs> That's where that is. We got Shelly playing way too much every day. Y'all know how I feel about pranks and how I feel about April Fool's Day as a whole. Don't come in here because Shelly would have got his ass whooped time number two. The first time he would have got cussed out. The second time I would have whooped his ass and he wouldn't have played no more pranks. Girl, you are you are literally pretending to be dead. We thought you were dead, bitch. I will push you down the stairs. What is your problem? I hate those kind of characters. I've yelled this on I don't know how many fucking shows, but there is a certain breed of white male class clown character, especially stemming from like the 80s and early 90s. And they are hacky and they are loud and obnoxious and they do shit like this all the time. And people are just like, that's what he does. He's zany. And that's why when the fool goes missing, they're just like, well, you know, Damien's always playing pranks. He probably faked that death in the woods. And it's like, if you don't know if your friend is alive because they played so many pranks that they might or might not be really dead, why are you in that circle? Or <laughs> ask for more. <laughs> it's an overused trope at this point, and it's mm-hmm. boring. It's embarrassing. I'm tired. 
listen. Now, granted, watching this at the time, Shelly may be one of the earlier examples. I can't think of one earlier than this right now on top of my head, but I'm sure there are. There's so many. But, you know, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking of uh, oh, Sheree's boyfriend and urban legend. Um, yeah, that's what I was talking about with Damien, because yeah. that was him. <laughs> that's his name. They were like, I almost called him Pacey. <laughs> listen, Pacey would never, even on his darkest day. I, urban legend and me are fighting for many reasons, but like bringing that character into it did not help anything. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not going to rehash that. I got beef with that writer. Um, he knows where to find me, because I talked about two of his movies now. <laughs> I didn't have a good time. <laughs> so, like, um, the yeah. ball is definitely in his cart, if he cares. I, <laughs> I just I don't have time for this kind of character. Um, mm. We got stock characters, and we need to stop using them because they're boring. Like yeah. Rick, there you have it. Rick is a stock character. I, well, okay. For when he first show up, you think he's supposed to be this well-to-do guy, but he's complaining the whole time with the main character girl to talk about some damn. Uh, I don't know how many cold showers I'm gonna take. Oh, look at all this work I'm doing, and I'm how do I get rewarded? Oh, I'm just like, girl, why are you even close to him? Also, he is not cute. And I feel like his head is just gently placed on top of his shoulders without the neck. <laughs> yes. Yes. Build a bare ass person. I am a fan. Yes. Not a fan because I'm tired of I, these characters annoy me because you're right, Sheree. They're literally just like insert person here. And you know mm-hmm. what we're getting when we show up for these movies. Like you throw a couple camp counselors, you throw up a couple random young people, you throw like former co-workers and some new workers or something, you force you throw somebody in there who's giving you a warning, woo, 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 but they never leave. Like I just but for but I was an, I actually was uh aligned with the biker gang, just to let y'all know. Yeah, I was a little upset. Justice for Ali. Um, I really feel like, you know, outside of them cutting up in the store, but I expect the shaky biker, you know, biker gang to do shaky stuff. That's just what they do. But they was wilding for riding over their bikes like that and trying to leave us. Listen, I'm not saying they shouldn't attract them down. I just caution shenanigans because, like, this is the first time we see black people in this franchise. And you know what? They written shaky because, like, I don't know a lot of black people who out here terrorizing white people in small towns. Usually, it's vice versa. Bruh. So yep. already, that math was not mathing for me. In the <laughs> store, like in it's... public, in front of everybody, I ain't like that they made the the black characters thugs. They were pretty much, mm. and you put one white character in there to make it seem like, oh, it's not all black. No, ain't nobody else in this cast black, and you made them the thugs who was causing trouble, and they apparently deserve to get their bikes ran over. They, I mean, all he did was take the wallet. He gave it back. He didn't take no money from you. He just shook you up a little bit. Now, was that uncalled for? Yeah, it was uncalled mm-hmm. for. But they, I don't think they need to get killed by Jason. And they got killed first, too. Like, you barely get introduced to them. And they go in there and die. And I'm just like, all right, bro. And, and to get that, like, that trophy death of, you know, oh, are you there? Oh, what, what happened to you? Oh, where'd you go? Uh, oh, she's dead. Oh, like I don't know. I again, none of these deaths were memorable. So, <laughs> I. <sighs> it's the last death for me because, like, we were like Jason cleared that whole biker gang, right? But the one black man lived. But because right. he saw her in distress, he ran out and got hatcheted it up because she had to choose that moment to stop fighting and caring, and she had to be in shock at that moment. So we killed this last black person, and then she's mm-hmm. like, "Ooh." 
what if I have one more plan? Like, bitch. Just as probably. Listen. I and this is one of those times because like I'm always like you can put black people in your movie you just being raised I'm like just you know what just leave us home just leave us home this time try us again in episode four I don't know this was <laughs> I I was like this wasn't the way look and they had no, cool outfits they right. did they had cool <laughs> outfits like, what was listen. the girl's name um, um what's her name fox first of all they had cool names and cool outfits i know they were shit written characters and i knew they were going to get killed off because what is the year 82 they're definitely dying they're not making it they're just filler people it's all that's happening so me trying to suspend my disbelief wow look at their outfits they're shaking people up by day fighting crime at night i don't know what they're doing they just hanging out you know they riding around town oh they about to burn these motherfuckers up that's cool they ran over their bikes we could keep it there because i honestly was feeling the chains popping up i felt like i was the streets of rage it was going crazy it brought excitement to the small town <laughs> i was here for the chaos <laughs> right oh and, and yeah, so the costume designer was like, they're, never, they're gonna give them shit parts, but I'm gonna give them a fierce ass costume. Period. And that was um, the costume supervisor is Sandy Love. So I like how you said thing. that because in the next one, we also get black people, but I'm pretty sure that's the death in the like toilet. And they also had cute outfits, um, but literally died in the shitter. Was it five Not or really. six? Was maybe remember. it wasn't four? Was it before Corey Hames main one? They're all the same movie in my head, y'all. But like in one of them, four five and six are very like because they, they all continue Corey Hank or is it Corey Hank? No, it's Corey Feldman. Feldman. Mm-hmm. They all can they all continue yeah. his story. Corey Hank had a birthday, and I've been drinking, and so <laughs> that's what I happened. Um, I brunched today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jazz knows already. <laughs> Um, but like they're all the same movie because I, I guess the one with Corey Feldman's next because that's the one that they tried to like have an actual plot and through line and mm-hmm. after that they were like no more take the wheels off this wagon and throw it down the hill and we never come back we never come back well and this one I don't I do not know why or how there is one two three four five six seven stunt people to have so many stunt people and not one interesting violent death. It took three to walk on his hands because that's a completely normal act to walk on your hands after you get laid. Um, <laughs> Mystery Cabin. Look who's not been there. Like, <laughs> his death was pretty cool though. I because didn't, it, didn't he get stuffed up on the ceiling beam? Yeah, that mm. was good. Mm-hmm. Jason was also annoyed with him. He was like, this is what you get for being... <laughs> but that's what he did with the body. You didn't see... Like, his death, he's walking on his hands or whatever, and Jason just goes, swap, and he's dead. He, like, falls over. And you I see wanna, his dead body later. I want to imagine it was sort of similar to that terrifier death where he rotates her upside down and cuts her in half. Um, I want to imagine it's similar to that, but he had his jeans on, and we know denim in those places is not cute. You yeah. said terrifier, my mind automatically went to... Has everyone seen terrifier 2? I've not I have seen not. it yet. I got the screen mm-hmm. box now. Okay. There is a scene in there that is a little bit like, it's not as over the top as the saw and half situation, but like, it's just like, God damn, not the saw. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. <laughs> <Not the> <laughs> Ooh, so that's what I thought of immediately. Like, <laughs> they needed more salt in this movie. I felt like if Jason was doing some real damage, I felt like the 80s should have went there. We already know what to expect. You should just be throwing salt in people's eyes, like gouge them out and just, just yeah. I'm gonna be scared. And you got enough bodies. 
this he should have rawhead rex energy that's what we needed in this movie <laughs> yes, I'm all it's okay yes i wanted him to like pop out of whatever he was resurrected from this time and be like rawr and start fucking up people's kitchens and flipping tables and like kicking people's like pies and be like you and your husband kiss my ass and then run into the oh, church ketchup. <laughs> Listen, he's out here flinging sriracha around, not warning people. <laughs> I'm just like rawhead. Oh, oh, rawhead. That's what Jason needs. Baby rawhead. <laughs> I want merch. I want a little rawhead keychain. <laughs> um, but I also want Jason to be on that level because he was very contained here. He was like, I might be quitting this job. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Like my mom got me started, but like she's the boss of me. She's dead now. I'm gonna just do what I'm doing. <laughs> he aimlessly doing his job, losing the passion of it. He just killing them because they there. Right? He's like that woman at the job who's been there forever because benefits, but like didn't want to do this as long. <laughs> so interesting factoid here: the director of this film, Steve Minner, Minor, directed House in 1985. Warlock in 1989 and Halloween H2O in 1998. Okay. So, some pretty high numbers there in the horror world, but like this movie. Yeah. Dust yourself off and try again. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the movies are fucking flames. Yep. I had to watch all of those. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always like, we all got to pay rent. Um, <laughs> I, I get. Right, because again, my biggest issue isn't even the direction, it's the writing. The writing is just so bad. I, she's just so forgettable. Like, she's like drunk fast food. You're like, I have the receipts and I'm waking up in the containers so I know I went through that Taco Bell. But I don't know what exactly I did in that drive through um, <laughs> Let me see if they wrote it down. You know it happened. You don't know what right. it was and if you liked it. Oh, and there, yeah. there's no chemistry between any of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like, even the couple that's supposed to be like the slutty couple that gets murdered if they have sex. I, it, did y'all think they had fun? It didn't look fun to me having sex in that. Number one, it's a it's a hammock. Number two, I I don't think she finished. They never <laughs> no. do in this franchise. <laughs> like this franchise is anti women orgasms. Like that is their platforms. <laughs> it's very penis centered. It is. Well, yes. Always, always. And then Jason comes through and like runs a blade to people's necks in case you forgot. <laughs> Wonderful. They, they, it's like, in case you missed it. Ah, oh! and it's like, that was Kevin Bacon's throat. Thanks, Jason. Like, <laughs> right. This franchise is chaos. Um, but like, I do like that they make all their final girls work up until this point. Like, not a one of them was easily like, okay, this has been conquered. They were like, we are running throughout this whole fucking camp. Oh my God, he's on me again. I thought I shook him. Oh no, the bridge is collapsing. The bridge was, was not above water this time. Because like once she got on the van on the other side, she started running. I was like, I thought you was in danger. You could have gotten out the whole time. <laughs> How did that van get on the dock in the first place? I'm confused by that What's geography. the dock for? What's the dock for? Literally, because I was like, oh no, maybe she can't swim. She got out and ran. I'm like, wait, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> I thought I thought he was in danger. You was just waiting for him to catch up with you to see what you want to do. You weren't actively stuck on the bridge of water. And then she, yeah, and to get him trapped, she like rolls the window up, and it's not automatic windows, y'all. It's in 1982, so it's like that cranking window. So you got. <laughs> 
and he didn't move his hands for the 30 seconds it took to get the window up. I can smell the car. His heart is not in it. He is the opening number from the Buffy musical, and he's just going through the motions. He's like... He, when he's looking after her in the van, I'm like, oh, he's still a human this time around. That's cool. But I think he was just like, oh, I didn't finish my cigarette and this bitch is moving. Also, when she realizes who he is because his mask gets up and she's like, it was you. And I'm like, how many large crate, like it, man, psycho men live in this forest, woman? <laughs> What fucking yes. sense? What fucking sends me is why is Jason Voorhees showing people his face? Why does he care? Because he's like, now that we have a moment, ha ha! It is I. I'm like, <laughs> nobody knows who you are, Jason. Like, she's like, boo, yeah. Like, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Like, who keep your mask down? She's like, it's I'm like, do you, how do you know him? How do you know Jason Voorhees? Explain this to me. <laughs> I'm tired of you. That Temptations movie has been on my spirit recently. That and the Jackson Five. I ain't press play because that's your whole day gone. But goddamn. <laughs> but also, this is the time to do it because that like purgatory between the years, and you're like, I'm gonna have feelings. I might as well do it now. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> right on time. Oh, uh, also, because the timeline of this movie is weird. So it starts clearly like the same night as Part Two. Correct, right, and that's where the the the, the market yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then we flash forward, right? But it doesn't tell us that we flash forward. I guess we're just supposed to assume that we did, because then she talks about a year earlier that that's when her mama her mama slapped her soul and she had to run out the house and get. <laughs> you describing Pearl? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but so so that was a year ago so that must have been the same was that the same night or is this i think what happened is like remember when we covered two last year and josh conkle was like y'all know this one's five years in the future even though it came out one or two years after the first one and we were like, why are they playing with the timeline when they they struggling with words? Don't add numbers to this equation. <laughs> you was not ready for algebra, baby. And they was like, fuck y'all. And so I think that they are trying to like take advantage of that time gap that they threw in there for nobody's reason. <laughs> and now we like, do you know where you are? And they're like, don't ask those questions. <laughs> I so I thought it was like a couple days later. But then when baby girl said, you know, the last time she was here was like two years ago. And I said, okay, so what, you know what? Time does not exist. This is like present day. We just here for the ride. I don't even know what the fuck going on. Press play. <laughs> I think That's the writers might've been high the whole time writing this. They script. definitely were. <laughs> but also this movie was giving dare the way they was chomping down on that gas. So I, who need, no. <laughs> I was like, y'all okay? <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, joy free. <laughs> Only millennials understand dare, but here we are. Listen, no, I I don't think anybody understands drugs the way 90s kids understand drugs. Like I keep telling people about the meth jingle from when I was a child, and like nobody outside of Kansas City has ever heard of it, apparently. I've never heard of it. A meth jingle. 
Listen, if you go if you go to like YouTube after this and put in meth jingle, I shit you not. There's a commercial they used to play between Batman animated and like all the other '90s cartoons we watched after school, right. and it was literally like, "I don't eat, I don't sleep, but I got the cleanest house on the street." Oh, meth, mm-hmm, meth, and we're like, "It's a bop. I want to do meth." <laughs> and I'm like, "This is not giving us the impact you wanted to." So I grew up as a kid being like, "Meth is catchy." Um, <laughs> Meth is bad, apparently. But that jingle stay. Like, there's there's a couple choruses. You want to wow. go to YouTube when we're, I will send you the link. I'm gonna put it in the group chat because nobody's yes. ever heard it. One time I was like, well, Bob, you know the meth jingle? Because we just live together. He's like, What meth? What are you talking about? And I was like, mm, meth. And he's like, What? <laughs> so- I need to hear this. We had the DC lottery jingle, um, and it went to the song of I'm so excited. Um, so it was like DC lottery. And I'm gonna win at me. Yeah, bitch, you better was money. <laughs> no, nah, but no meth jingle. Like the one they had the, the you know the what is that the fire the fire detector commercial? Did y'all have that? Which one? Well, the fire detector had um what's that guy's name? The guy that played Iago. His voice was the fire detector, and they oh. was like, "You gotta stop smoking." And then they was all, I'm gonna find that and send that to you. That's, That's when they smoke a I remember. Faces. I remember his face because I was like. And it was Smokey the Bear. It was about smoke. It was it was like Smokey the Bear and don't smoke cigarettes. It was just the whole just, you know, everybody just don't do all the Why things. Why do you think? But I thought Smokey the Bear was coming back. That's with Cocaine Bear. But then I did some investigation and that's a different story. <laughs> I was like, they bring it back all the old school. No, never mind. Okay, then. Okay. Because when the poo come in back, so I just assumed. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Now that you brought this up, I need to see Smokey the Bear kirking out. Like, I just see somebody with a damn force. Class <laughs> of mischief. I'm, I'm invested. And whoever's listening who got a dollar, make it happen because I'm going to press play. I would love to see Smokey over it because he's been doing this for decades and nobody giving no fucking attention over here lighting up in the woods, but like, all you can prevent forest fires and flicking shit at trees and catching shit on fire <laughs> and going to this camp. That's what I want. Like, let him and Cocaine Bear have a versus. Them have a battle. Like, <laughs> just... uh, cocaine, bear, cocaine Bear versus Smokey the Bear. I'm here for it. That's the next Freddy versus Jason. I mean, it can only go better. What? <laughs> and Freddy versus Jason was a good time. So I have high expectations for Cocaine Bear versus um, Smokey the Bear. I mean, only right. you could prevent forest fires. But whole time his ass burning the people up for vengeance. Oh, come on. <laughs> let me write it. He's like, you know what, Linda? I didn't like the way you littered yesterday. <laughs> I told your ass. I am terrified. Stuff trash down her throat aggressively. Listen, <laughs> I'm into this. I'm into this. Is he a real beer? Is he a man in a costume? We'll find out in two or three. We ain't gonna find out in this first movie. <laughs> With salt like traps. I need a salt trap at all times. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. It just need to get a little spicy. Can you imagine what him and like the damn beavers could do in the forest? I'm I'm tired of y'all because don't give them too much. They're gonna steal your idea. <laughs> right, right. Okay, sorry. This is a movie I really want. Like, I know we got stuff coming, but I want this. <laughs> I will trade three blue houses to have this one. What? <laughs> oh. So I love that Jason is a voyeur. He just watches them for a good 
15, 20 minutes in this movie. <laughs> I couldn't tell where he's watching them from, if he was in the barn or in the house, and they just didn't know he was there. But, like... I know, but that's just been... We got to spend disbelief, I know. But Jason Voorhees at this point is a 12-year-old to 38-year-old man. We don't know yes. anymore. And he is 300 pounds wearing a hockey mask. And he got to smell like straight ass. Because yes. he's afraid of water. After he drowned, we never saw him in the water again. He's never showered. He don't know what soap is. And mm-hmm. so I know you know when he's in your house. <laughs> got to. He smell like pickle booty hoes. I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> I said the times are only if that. I don't even know. <laughs> I doubt that. He's not a star of COVID. Listen, when he lifted his mask up, I was like, Jason, <laughs> she she smelled what was happening. You ain't gotta show her. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, people like, you ain't gotta do that. You gotta do that. I'd like you. to keep it on, please. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> like, with your teacher voice, so thank you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> 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 they could have me on the side. I'll be cutting out. Like, you need to put that shit back down. It's crazy. It smells. It smells crazy in there. Kind of like you. It's, it's open wounds. So when the mask come up, it's like when you get the back shot part, like air just woo, and it just woofed up. That's what I felt like when he lifted the mask. It was back shot air. I, you know he I, don't brush his teeth. No, he don't. Ooh. We saw those teeth. He lifted his mask. Was like Jason. <laughs> don't do this. We try. We try to look at you differently, Jason. Just put it back. Like. <laughs> No, but I imagine like his mouth has to smell like Julia's bed from Hellraiser 2 because it's just <laughs> the mattress. Oh. Skinless people just rolling across it. <laughs> you just know it's not right. <laughs> oh, that mattress. It had been through life and death and back to life again. It still haunts me. Like <laughs> that's what stands out. <laughs> Just for me, that fucking mattress I would have never touched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like I, I knew Jason was not going to chase her at the end in the water because she was trying to make us think it was going to be a moment. But again, he's afraid of water, so we were like, "Well, (laughs) clearly you didn't do the homework, Chris." Uh, And so I thought it was a choice that Mrs. Voorhees jump out and sort of mirror what happened in the first one. Um, But we didn't come back with Mrs. Voorhees in four, so like. I just, again, I don't like that we keep playing on our faces when it comes to things we could have, but we ain't gonna never do. Like, they need to make the lake magical or something for people to keep corpses, zombies just keep pop- popping up out this motherfucker. What's going on in here? I, was, I think y'all said it earlier that it just, I mean, I get that I like it because it mirrors the end of the first one. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And it kind of mirrors the end of the second one because she, you know, they don't know where he is or whatever, and she dreams that weird dream sequence or whatever. I just, I don't know that it needed to be there. I did her acting when they were taking her out from the <laughs> the police car. <laughs> it, she made choices. I, I will give her that. She made some choices. I think this franchise could have just been called Choices and it would have made more sense. <laughs> so many choices. Uh, even when the when Shelly first get got, because we know Shelly about to get got, and the girl's like, oh my god, Shelly's dead. Guys! And she's running around. She's like, 
ah, and she runs back down the stairs. I'm like, hey, you can't, do you, you, this has to be in your brain. Like, you have to be imagined. There's no way you saw a seven foot tall Gila monster motherfucker come through the window with a fire poker at you, and you go sit here like, oh. It was okay. so, so many fucking choices. Uh, I just, I was like, do you like this movie as y'all were making it? I think I need to ask ourselves that a couple times because I don't mm-hmm. think nobody, they all just showed up. I was like, we got to keep the lights on. And I was like, yes, but also you can make a movie you might enjoy making. Like, maybe that will like make you show up to your job because this is I sad. Mean, and there could have been a, a, a little bit of, good interesting story here but they it just there was they just i don't know what they did maybe they got bored maybe they were lazy maybe all the above maybe they're just bad writers because we could have picked up threads from either of the first two movies and been fine and this one picked up some threads but it did not want them (laughs) and that's what it feels like all right y'all i think we didn't sweep it up Let's, let's get spicy then. Uh, Jazz or Cat, whoever wants to go first with your hot take. Okay, so I'm gonna just hop out there. And so for this movie, I feel we watch it all the time because you know every once in a while somebody gonna go back and we'll have a Friday Thirteenth like marathon. It's a thing that's mm-hmm. happening. I can honestly say at the end of this movie, I just feel it might be mind erased. Like I don't even know what the hell is going on here. It's literally just like a filler episode for me. That is the hot take here. Mm-hmm. Um, like you guys said, the characters are not memorable. And the, it's just the best part is me imagining what all my life would have been like if I saw it in real life in the movies with the 3D because that is <laughs> that is it. That's my hot take. I am watching this movie pretending I'm in the 80s slash 70s whenever the fuck is going on. And I am just in 3D because you're going to get MIB mind race when you watch this the end 100% like I just watched it yesterday and I'm struggling to remember what I saw what? there are gaps in this movie I'm like did that happen what was happening <laughs> and the only reason to rewatch this movie is that you're doing a marathon mm-hmm. if I'm doing a highlight like I'm going to show you my favorite Friday no this is not in it I'm going to show you the most iconic Friday movies nope that, that, this ain't in it like the only way is if you're going to watch from one to X or Freddy versus Jason, you have it's, it's just in the order. Like, it's it def- made so much money. Listen, <laughs> um, <laughs> those 80 slashers were just like, mm, we'll collect the money. That's all that matters. And, like, again, I think it's why like horror took such a decline in that era. Because like it's always that like janky line because you get like your thing that like revives it and people are like we can do things like that first Halloween um yeah. so people went up for that first section of a massacre and they can have that that's their right um and like scream in ninety six and like mm-hmm. uh, there's like something like maybe every ten twelve years that's like we can really ask for nice things again and then people are like I don't be original I'm just bite that. And so we get like 90 copycasts. I do it all worse. And then people are like, I don't know if they got like horror. I think I just misspoke. And then the next thing happens, like, oh no, I did like it. I forgot. That's good stuff. And <laughs> it's a roller coaster and the dips are low. <laughs> and the highs are high. <laughs> I 
um, said it a little bit earlier, but this movie is only iconic because of the mask. That is it. It is sandwiched between two better Friday the 13th movies. You got mm -hmm. Sackhead Jason before it, and then you got Friday the 13th, the final chapter, where he's where they got a bigger budget, I feel like. They had like ambulances. They was at the hospital. They was cutting the fuck up. You had other black characters who were not at, seen as thugs. Yeah, it, it's sandwiched between two better movies, and yeah. the kills are mid, the characters are forgettable. There's nothing really redeemable outside of here's the iconic Jason mask that we all know because people forget about Sackhead Jason, and mm -hmm. people also forget that the first movie he was not the killer. So, it, you know, it, it it's there, it has its reason, but. Overall, as a movie of the franchise, it is very mid. And I, that it is a sea of mid-movies in the franchise. So it's like, to be mid amongst the mid-movies? <laughs> mm, okay, girl. It is an honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how can I be the most mid? Um, I want to bring back the word milk toast for this installment. That's how mid it is. I'm bringing back a word, milk toast. That's what mm. this movie is. <laughs> I mean, she's just like, mm. I my hot take is this franchise could have stopped here. Like we could have been like we see what happens when we don't want to be here. We should pack it up because we are only getting further from Beyonce's light. <laughs> like later in the franchise, some of the kills are cool. Like I again, I love when that girl in the sleeping bag is starting against a tree. Do I cackle? Yes. But like, is it worth twenty other movies that I don't enjoy? I don't think so. <laughs> but I watch them because that's what I do. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> so my thing, I have many issues with this movie. Like I have mentioned a lot of them. But my biggest issue is I hate the 3D gimmick. I hate it so much. And I, I always have. Like, since the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, this is this is what we're okay. I wish and I wish the filmmakers would rely less on a gimmick and more on good storytelling because even if you want to include, if, if like producers or whatever, the company wants to make money and be flashy and add 3D, sure. Okay, fine. But it has to be coupled with a good story and good characters and good something. And this movie has none of those. It just has a gimmick. And maybe that worked in 1982, but I don't think it works today. Unfortunately, it is because that's a people's top 10 list. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> the library is open. We've all seen Letterbox this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Thank you, Jazz and Cat, so much for joining us. We love y'all so very much. I'm so excited yeah. to be back. <laughs> new year new us right yes <laughs> next week we'll be covering the mimic and that's gonna kick off the rest of this month where we're saying hey korea hey girl hey and we're pulling up on three korean horror movies that we should have watched a couple seasons ago <laughs> as we do as we do all right everyone again thank you jazz and cat thank you everyone for listening and as always make sure you stay fierce out there Bye.